0: Welcome back to the Walk the Word podcast with me, Pastor James, coming out of SAR Fellowship in the Kingdom of Bahrain. Last week, we finished our walk through Genesis, and this week, just want to take a few minutes to introduce to us our next study that we're going to do as we walk through the book of Exodus. And the name of the book of Exodus and the Hebrew Bible is uh, Shemot, which is the Hebrew word for names. And that comes from the first couple of words, first couple, the first idea, basically, in uh, Exodus one, that reads, These are the names of the sons of Israel who entered Egypt. And I read recently that that gives us a very strong connection to the end of the book of Genesis. Yes, we would read them as different books in our English Bible, but they're very, very much connected. The English title then Exodus, which means to leave, to exit, to go out, that transliterates the title uh, of the book in Greek. When the Hebrew Bible was translated into Greek by 70 or 72 scholars, um, the title there in Greek has been transliterated. And what I mean by that is you would read it in Greek and the sound that it makes you would write down uh, using English letters. If you're ever driving in Greece or if you're driving in Cyprus along the highway, when you come to your exit, when you come to your, the point on the highway you want to leave, in Cyprus the sign will say Exodus because it means to go out to leave. Uh, so that's how we get the English name Exodus. But the book covers a lot more than just God's people leaving Egypt. So who wrote it and then? Well, a lot of evangelical scholars will take this position that the book was written by Moses uh, around the time of this day close to Mount Sinai. And uh, the biggest support for this point of view is that the Bible actually says that. The Bible explicitly witnesses uh, to that. And the book of Exodus actually says that Moses wrote it. God commanded Moses to write down all of the stuff in Joshua's uh, military encounter with the Amalekites. And in Exodus 17, 14, we read, the Lord said to Moses, write this as a memorial in the book and rehearse it in Joshua's hearing. And uh, later on in the book, chapter 24, Moses wrote down everything the Lord had said. Uh, This recording was called the Book of the Covenant uh, up on uh, Mount Sinai. The Lord told Moses, write this stuff down. uh, And he wrote some stuff down on tablets. All that to say, look, it's not a crazy thing to say, yeah, Moses actually wrote this. And another big pointer towards the Mosaic authorship of the book that we would call Exodus is what we read in uh, Mark chapter seven, verse 10. Jesus is introducing a couple of quotes. He's quoting from Exodus, the, the book that we would call Exodus. And uh, Jesus says in Mark chapter seven, verse 10, Moses said, and then he proceeds to uh, to say something from Exodus chapter 20. And uh, later on in, uh, in the book of Mark, in Mark twelve twenty six, let me just pull that up. Uh, Jesus speaking again, now as for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses in the passage about the bush? So if it's good enough for Jesus to say that Moses wrote this, then personally that's good enough for me as well. So when did all this take place? So when did all this happen? When did all these events take place? Lots of opinion on either side for a little bit early, a little bit later. And uh, some scholars are going to put it in the 13th century BC and others are going to put it in the 15th century uh, BC. And they would be during reigns of different pharaohs of Egypt. Uh, the earlier date, so the 15th century BC, um, evidence for that, we look at 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 1, uh, that says the time between the Exodus, this big event, and the beginning of Solomon's temple construction was 480 years. And uh, the fourth year of Solomon's reign was 966 BC, therefore the Exodus 1446, the 15th century. Also in the time of Jephthah uh, that we read about in the book of Judges, Israel had been around this place for 300 years. We read in Judges chapter 11, Uh, therefore 300 years plus 40 in the wilderness uh, puts us back to the 15th century as well. So for me, a couple of things pieced together there put the events in the book that we call Exodus around the 15th century BC. What's going on in this book then? Well, the big central events in the book of Exodus are, number one, the miraculous deliverance of Israel, God's people from Egyptian bondage, and then that God establishes this theocratic nation, a nation where he is head of and that Moses is kind of second in command of, so to speak. Like It's a a theocracy. God is in charge. God rules. Whatever he says goes. And Moses uh, speaks for the Lord, passes on the message, so to speak. The people of promise that we've read about uh, through the book of Genesis, the promises given to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob, these people then miraculously redeemed from, from servitude, from slavery and put under this covenant with God so that they might become, as we read in chapter 19, a holy nation. A channel of blessing, a way of blessing the nations around them, a light for the Gentiles, as I would phrase that. So the book of Exodus then, so I read recently, talks about redemption and consecration. Generally then the book is divided into two sections. The first section, chapters 1 through 18, uh, deals with what's going on with God's people at the time and their deliverance uh, from the oppressive life of, under a couple of different pharaohs uh, in Egypt. We pick up after the events of Genesis and we're dealing with a people group now known as Israel. They're enslaved uh, to Pharaoh. As we read in chapter 1, made their lives bitter by hard service with mortar and bricks and by all kinds of service in the fields. Every kind of service the Israelites were required to give was rigorous. So they didn't have a great life. The chapters 1 through 18 uh, focus on the situation that God's people are in and uh, their deliverance. And uh, chapter 19 is kind of this hinge piece uh, in the middle. The people at the base of Mount Sinai, they're looking back to the Garden of Eden. They're looking forward to the presence of God. God invites them into a covenant relationship. And then chapters 20 through 40, we, uh, they receive the Ten Commandments. There's lots of information and detail about the tabernacle. God comes down. His presence comes down to be with his people uh, in the tabernacle in this tent. He dwells among them. Lots and lots of symbolic Imagery and language. And I read recently that the tabernacle will become the place where God's space overlapped with humanity's space. Immediately after this, then, the people break the covenant through their own poor, sinful behavior. Moses takes up this role that he often does of interceding for them, uh, going between, uh, standing before God on behalf of the people, standing before the people on behalf of God. Because of his great love and mercy for the people, then God re-establishes the covenant. The tabernacle's finished and God's glory fills it. And As we get towards the end of the book, we're gonna see something really interesting about Moses being able to only take the people so far. And it's kind of representative of life under the law bigger picture. It can only take us so far. And it all points towards the need for something more, something better, something, something greater. So I'm sure that this is going to be a great study. I hope you'll join us as we walk through Exodus together one chapter a week. This is released uh, Tuesday morning, uh, every week Bahrain time. You can get it on uh, our church website, sarfellowship.com, you can get this anywhere you listen to podcasts. And uh, I'm looking forward to us walking through the book of Exodus together. God bless.